and welcome to episode 13 from us at the Inside Forward. It's me, Kieran, again, joined by Roshi, my brother. And today we have a special guest who is 2L, a Man United fan, first one on the show so far of our series. And what a weekend to have him on. We got a top of the table clash, which everyone's talking about. Liverpool hosting Man United at Anfield. Massive unbeaten record on the line here. Man United coming with a great little run of form at the moment, which see them propelled to the top of the league. Joel, welcome onto the show, mate. Hello, guys. How are you all doing? Thanks for having me on. Um, like to say thank you for picking me for this game week. Uh, could have been a little bit scary coming in at the start of the season when we weren't doing so well. So nicely timed. Yeah, we've given you a bit of a, a bit of time to sort your form out. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, yeah, you're flying at the moment, mate. We might as well get right into the game because I think it is the talking point of the weekend. We'll talk later on about fantasy football, the double the double game week, and uh, we'll do the usual predictions. But first of all, Roshan, I'll let you start it up. How do you see this one going? What's the big talking points? Uh, this is a tasty one, isn't it? Um, it's been a while, to be fair, since it's been quite an even contest. And going into games over the last couple of seasons, I'd say I've been fairly confident. And the only thing I've been scared of is the park bus that we might hit a nil-nil or one-all at worst. Um, but this, this has got the feel of an old Liverpool-United clash. I think fans are a, le- a wee bit nervous on both sides, if I'm honest, thinking, can we do Liverpool record? Liverpool thinking, oh, surely United won't do our record, but we've got no defenders at the back. Um I think hopefully it's a feisty one as well. I think they've all been played. I'm not sure if VAR will let that happen, but it's all been played quite standoff in recent years. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen a red card uh, in, in the game or anything of that sort. So hopefully it's um, a good feisty contest. I'm going, I'm going with the 2-1 Liverpool win just because of our home form. Um, I think obviously United will get a goal due to our... A makeshift defence, should I say? Um, I'm not sure if we'll line up with two centre midfielders in there, or a centre midfielder in Fabino and one of the kids. I, I don't think the, um, I don't think Reese Williams is currently ready to be honest for the Premier League. He's had a few good games here and there, but in a few goals we've conceded, you can see his weaknesses, and I think United have the tools to expose him. So, uh, yeah, I think 2-1 two, two, Liverpool uh, should be an entertaining game, this one. And I'm, I'm, I'm fancying the Mane and Salah to get back to their best. Yeah, they're going to need to get a result against the flying Man United. So, uh, on the other side, how, how do you see this one going? Uh, well, we couldn't have picked a better time to play Liverpool, uh, to be fair, with all your sort of uh, problems in defence, uh, that's quite well known and highlighted. Uh, and obviously, we're in superb form. Uh, I think it's 9-11 in 11 now. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, look, I mean, as a United fan, for a number of years now, uh, the it's meant a lot, these games. But other than three points, there's nothing more at stake. Whereas this year, it definitely does feel different. Uh, we're on top of the league win this one, we go six points clear. So no bigger incentive than that, taking out, possibly taking out one of your main rivals 
out of the competition this early. Um, do I think we're going to win? It's a fight between my heart and my head. My heart says, yes, we're going to go there, absolutely dominate you, beat you, 3-1. But my head tells me that's not going to be exactly how it goes. Um, I don't think we lose the game. Uh, I think, worst case, we come away with a draw, which would probably be a better result for us than Liverpool, which I think you guys would agree with. Yeah, I agree with that. In terms of... um making up some points that we've uh, let slip away from us recently. Another draw doesn't really help us, especially with City in fine form as well. So I think, I think we, yeah, you're right. It will hurt us a little bit more, that draw, but it wouldn't be the worst result. I can confirm this is the first time I've spoke to a Man United fan for about three years, but they're, but their chest pumping out. Two on the Zoom call is brimming with confidence. But, uh, but yeah, it's a, it, it's a massive one. I don't think you've got any real injury worries. I think Lindelof is still out. Uh, Lindelof is still out. Uh, he's a possibility. He's a maybe. Um, although, me personally, I'd rather him not come back. I think by since he's been back, he's been uh, really good. I think he makes a better defensive partnership with Maguire uh, than... Maguire Lindelof. Uh, now I think that would be the same with Bay and Lindelof actually, but Harry Maguire being the club captain, he's not going to get dropped. So all we can hope for is Maguire and Bay playing together. Uh, I think he complements Maguire a lot better. He's got a phenomenal pace. So in terms of recovery, covering, he can do that. And He's an absolute lunatic. That's why he gets injured so many times. He will put his head and body in places that he shouldn't be putting them. Um, yeah, like, yeah. No, I, I did like the signing of Bayou when he came. I think, where did he come from? Was it Villarreal? Villarreal. Villarreal 2016, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so he's been there for years. Villarreal. Yeah, I think we played Villarreal the year before. And he and was really impressive. He looked fast. He looked strong. He, he was getting to the ball first. He, he seemed that that sort of front foot defender that that um, that would do well in the Premier League, and unfortunately injuries have kind of plagued his career so far. He's, I don't I don't know if he's played a full season yet, but he, he doesn't seem like a mainstay basically. But um, yeah, onto the Liverpool side of things, I, the injuries are as expected. Um, the main three centre backs are out, so we'll probably see Fabinho jump in like Rose said. With I don't know if he puts Henderson there. I personally wouldn't. I think. Putting Henderson there, you lose a lot from the midfield. He's our captain, he's our engine, and he's our motivator. He gets everyone ticking. If he's in the middle of the pitch, he'll be telling, he'll be telling everyone if they're not doing their job properly. At the back, I think he's a bit out of the game. His voice is not heard as much because we're going to be, let's face it, Man United are going to come for a draw. They're going to sit back and Henderson standing at the halfway line is not going to have that much influence on the game. Um Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather play I'd rather play someone else there, even if it's another midfielder like Genie. I don't know if he can occupy that role. But he seems to be able to play anywhere. Genie, so possibly. Um, Genie has played there before. He covered in there. It was last year or the year before. I think it was against a team in the second half of the table where we was very dominant with the ball. Which, to be honest, I think will be the case again. I, if you're United, why why do you come out? Why? Like surely you just play on the counter attack here. 
Um, well, yeah. We haven't got any pace at the, in our two centre-backs. Whoever plays there, there's going to be no pace in both of them. And we like to obviously play high, which we're currently dropping off 10 yards, leaving the gaps bigger between, um, the, well, defence and the strike force, which doesn't, which hinders our game considerably, really, uh, especially making the ball back. I personally play rubber at centre-back when we got the ball, uh, let him kind of drift left and maybe one of the centre midfielders drop drop into the fence. Um, but without the ball, I'd rather have Robbo at the back and maybe maybe uh, Milner at left back or something like that. I just think we should shore up that defence because he's got the pace to combat yeah. Martial or Rashford or whoever plays there. I don't know if he goes with Daniel James because of his pace in the counter. He might do that. A bit of a spanner in the works for Liverpool. But I think it's something a bit different. Uh, but he is a defender and he plays he plays that position for Scotland so you're not going to be a stranger there I think yeah it's a big game we, we've been conceding like too much really um, for to win the league so I think we've just got to shore that position up and just get on with it you know, if we're not going to make a January signing but yeah the rest of the game yeah Man United on the counter obviously, obviously going to be a danger Rashford tends to score in these games he likes it so he'll probably be He'd probably be licking his lips at Liverpool's uh, missing defenders. But at the other end of the pitch, I think Salah, Salah's due. And Mane's coming into a bit of form. So, so yeah, hopefully they, they cause some trouble. I think Bobby will probably confuse Maguire a bit because Maguire's not the smartest tool in the box. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a cracker, really. Isn't it? If, if it's a draw, you're like, OK, non-event. I know you said Liverpool probably... Be, be, happy, be less happy with the draw, but I don't know. I don't know. I think Klopp would be fairly happy. Keeps us in the title race, gives us another week to get players like Jota back. Um, at the moment, you don't want to be losing, basically. And if it is like a draw to West, like a team in the lower half, perhaps you'd be like, yeah, you'd rather just kind of lose it or win it. The draw doesn't do anything for you. But like you said, with a title contender, you don't want to lose any ground on them. Um, Personally, I think City, City are just sitting just behind us too, and will take over at some point. They've got a nice run of fixtures now as well. I think they've got about four easy ones in a row. So come February, I reckon they'll be top of the league. And yeah, us two are just going to be fighting to stay with them. I'm go- I'm, but I'm I'm going to go with the heart in this. One. I'm going to go three-one Liverpool. Uh, Man United to score first as well, and we just absolutely smash them in the second half. Klopp will have enough of that. Enough of these buses and just clear it out of the way. Uh, yeah, bold prediction, but I think the Reds play best when they play big teams. When it's a tight, cagey game versus a team a little bit inferior, we do struggle a bit. I'm not sure if it's uh, with our lack of legs at the moment, maybe it's a bit of motiva- motivation. But against Man United, there won't be a lack of motivation. Like we saw against Tottenham, absolute dominance, fast passing, Anfield. I still win on the cards. Man United drop into second again, and that'll be that. A couple of weeks at top, and they can go back to where they belong. <laughs> um, that was convincing, now, I think. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, but, but yeah, let's face it Man United on the up. They're into seven to one now to win the league. Still a juicy price, really, if they win this game. You can see that potentially halving. Uh, Liverpool out to three to one. I think we're odds on around the Christmas period, uh, but a bit of bad form, so I've got to, got to change that. 
let, let, let's move on, guys, because obviously it is the big talking point and it is the game that everyone's going to make sure they're, they're in front of the TV for this weekend. But let, let's move on to some of the other fixtures because there's a lot of football to get through in the next kind of 10, 15 days before a little FA Cup break again. Any teams, Tuel, that's stood out for you lately? Uh, doing good, doing bad? Anything you've enjoyed? Um, not so much team, but what I've been looking for, uh, looking ahead to, uh, besides the Man United-Liverpool game, is the Leeds and Brighton game. I think that's going to be the other big game of the weekend. And by that, I mean it's going to be the one for the neutrals to watch and enjoy. I think I've got it down as a high-scoring draw. Um, Leeds with their sort of way they play. Uh, Brighton as well, they've had a very good season so far, although the points tally probably doesn't show that. Uh, they're playing really well uh, and they've been scoring of late as well. Um, I think they've had a 3-3 draw recently. Can't remember exactly who that was Wolves. with. That was Wolves, right? Wolves. Yeah. Wolves, 3-3 free, free draw. Uh, and obviously Leeds, last few games, 5-0 uh, against West Brom, 6-2 uh, against us, 5-2 Newcastle. So they love a big score game. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game. Leeds and Brighton, uh, really pick a score line, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring draw. Off the back of that, then, let's, uh, let's look at the fixtures this weekend. Uh, starting on Saturday, we've got Wolves versus West Brom. Both teams struggling, really. Wolves, have they won one game in their last six? Uh, last eight. It goes back to last eight, yeah. It goes back to last eight, that solitary last-minute win versus Chelsea. Since they've lost the big man up front, um, yeah, they're, they're really struggling for goals. They're good for one, but that's that's about it. Um, that, that really is about it. And, they, yeah, they, they're not the biggest of teams, so they're not getting many set-piece goals either. Uh, West Brom, on the other hand, since since uh, Fat Sam's come in, they got a draw against Liverpool and they've pretty much done nothing since. So they're firmly in the relegation still on only eight points from 17 games. They're not looking too smart. Uh, predictions for this one, guys? I think um, this will be as dull as it sounds, to be honest. I'm going to go for a Wolves 1-0 win. I just think they've got a bit of quality up there in uh, Podence and Neto. I like them both, to be honest. I think they're both good players. Um, and I think they'll carve out enough chances to nick this one. I can't see West Brom doing much, to be honest. Uh, as you say, big sounds come in and doesn't really look great from where I'm uh, watching. Um, but yeah, a dull 1-0 Wolves win. Well, what do you, what do you reckon for this one? Um, I'll echo those sentiments uh, Roshan's just mentioned. Um, although I've got it down as 2-0. Uh, I think in terms of players and uh, maybe for the fantasy side of things as well, uh, Neto and Sace, uh, they're always looking for him from set pieces. Although um, against West Brom, it might be difficult. Big Sam. Uh, you know what he likes to do shut up shop and like I said um, defending numbers so uh, he wouldn't want to concede goals from set pieces uh, but let's see what the survive, survival specialist has in store but I think yeah. Wolves, uh, Wolves take the points yeah I'm going to go for a, I'm going to go a bit different to you guys I'm going to go for a one-all draw I think Wolves' struggles will continue and 
again, I think they'll get their goal, but I do think West Brom might nick one, uh, like they did against Liverpool, just get that one late in the match to secure the point. Um, anyway, not the most interesting game. Let's move on to the, the prediction for the next one. Too early, you've already said your piece in this. What what score did you reckon it'd be? Three, three. Said it's hard to predict. Three, three. This, oh, that's that's a yeah. I guess the one thing I'd say about that for all of Brighton's good play, I think they do struggle to hit the back of the net. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I think we've all said how much we enjoy watching Leeds this season. Whether they're winning or losing, there just tends to be a lot of goals in the game, and it's fun. And they're not going to change their way they play. So uh, credit where credit is due. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go for a Leeds three-one win here. I think they'll be I think they'll be comfortably ahead of Brighton. Rose, you, you, what do you think? Um, I've gone for a Leeds 2-1 win here. I think, like Tua said, both teams like to play. Uh, so it should be chances galore. I think both teams are quite wasteful in front of goal. Um, Brighton probably more so than Leeds. But yeah, I'm going for a Leeds 2-1 win, in which should be quite a good watch. And yeah. fancy um, Bamford to do the business, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's he's had a good season so far. So yeah, probably get on the score sheet and penalty take two. Uh next up we've got West Ham versus Burnley. Um it's hard to it's hard to get excited for this game. <laughs> Burnley Burnley have been quite dull to watch, haven't they? Very dull to watch, really. Usually losing by the odd one or winning by the odd one, but not really playing that much football in the 90 minutes is pretty dull. Um, I'm going to... But I like West Ham. I'm going to go for a West Ham win here. I'm going to go for Moyes to get another win and continue a decent a decent season. They're in 10 for the minute. They've fallen off a bit lately, but yeah, I think I think West Ham, I'm going to go for a 1-0 a win. 2L, do you, how do you see this one, mate? Uh, yes, so... <sighs> How do you get excited for West Ham Burnley? Uh, neither team score many, neither team concede many. A uh, lot of their games recently, both teams has uh, what been won or lost by the odd goal. Uh, but I think West Ham edge it, uh, especially playing at home. Um, and in terms of fantasy, I can't believe Sutek is still just over five. I think he cost 5.3. Um, still ahead of players like Sterling on total points one. Uh, I think he's quickly becoming Moyes' new Fellaini. So uh, <laughs> I think both players, Matt player and manager, are very happy about that. Roche, what you got for this one? What, what's your score, sorry, Kewell? Uh One nil. One nil. Uh, West Ham, Burnley. Yeah, not, not the most entertaining game, I don't think. Um... West Ham were playing quite well starting the season, but I feel like that's sort of stopped and they've gone back to being a little bit more inconsistent in their performances. Uh, I'm going to go for a one-all one draw. Like you say, Burnley, not the most exciting to watch either. And it's normally a goal either way that decides a Burnley game. I thought, to be fair, I thought they actually created some good opportunities against United. I think three, three of them fell to Vidra, who decided to see how many times he could hit Rose Ed from six yards out um, and in the in the eight-yard box itself. Uh, so, yeah, Burnley struggled to score goals. 
And yeah, I can't see this being anything else than a one-all dull affair. Fair enough. Yeah, let's move on swiftly. We've got a West London derby. We got Fulham versus Chelsea. I think this would be a good one. Chelsea struggling a bit down in where are they? Ninth place. One win in their last five or so. Um, Frank is Frank is struggling there, isn't he? He's, he's not doing such a good job at the minute. I know they've had their COVID problems, and Kai Havertz has been in and out of the team, and Giroud's been in and out of the team, and they're not really getting Werner firing. Um, Fulham, on the other hand, I think we mentioned it in about episode six or something, or maybe seven, when uh, when they went two 0 down against Everton in that first half. Um, was it 3-0? But they come back in the second half, played really well, should have got a draw in the end. They lost 3-2. But since then, they've been great. They've drawn their last five. The last game out versus Tottenham, they were dominated the first half, but second half, could have won it, really. They had some good chances. Um, I can see Fulham giving Chelsea problems. I really do. But I'm, I'm going to go for another draw. They, they seem to be happy with their draws. Um, they've they're creeping out of that relegation zone a little bit. They're still in the 18th for the last spot, but they're only two points of Brighton now and four points of Burnley. So if they can get a draw here, that'd be a great result. Really good result from with Leeds likely to beat Brighton. They could be one point off Brighton by the end of the weekend, which would be, would be good good work for Scott Parker. Uh, he was he was uh, criticised a lot for the first few losses. They looked awful, to be fair. And they've turned it around. So, yeah, I'm going to go for a draw. Roche, were, any feelings towards this? Yeah, I think, I think this is possibly the game. No, I shouldn't say that. I think this is possibly one of the better games to watch as well. I think it will be similar to Leeds-Brighton, quite open, um, plenty of chances either way. Fulham have been yeah, really improved on their performances recently. Um, you know, they played well against Liverpool, um, nicked a point. They played well against Tottenham and definitely deserved a point there as well. I'm really liking Anguisa and Loftus-Cheek in centre midfield. Uh, and the addition of Lookman as well, giving them a little bit a little bit going forward. He came on against Spurs and he looked dangerous. They probably should have gone on to win that, to be honest. Um, well, they certainly should have taken one or two of the great positions they got in from one all. But I think... I think that late Loftus Cheek signing um, has given them something. If I'm honest, I, I think he's the other day against Spurs. He was more or less at the heart of everything, winning the ball back, driving them forward. So I'm going to go for a two-all. I think Chelsea, on the other hand, are a little bit out of form. Um, I still don't think Lampard knows what his best attacking sort of quartet is. He seems to chop it and change it quite a lot, which I'm not sure is helping um, at the moment. They can't really... They're, they're not hitting any consistency in, in their performances. So I'm going to go for a two-all draw, quite an open game, which should be a good watch for us uh, lockdown living. Yeah, hopefully a fun West London derby too. Um, what, do you, what do you think the score would be in this, mate? I think the score's difficult to predict, but I think uh, in terms of game... I think it's going to be very similar to how Russian described it. I see it as being quite open. Uh, Fulham of, of late have looked really good going forward, uh, trying to play football in the right way. Um, got some really good players. Lookman, obviously, everyone knows about. He's looked really good. Um, 
And I think they've been playing well for quite some time. Uh, I remember watching them against Liverpool and I thought that game they should have... They definitely deserved more, I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, five draws um, in a row now. Uh, Chelsea struggling to score. Uh, I think they've looked a little bit better since Pulisic has been back. So he could possibly be a big player in this game. Uh, he's had a few games back now, so he could be one to watch. Uh, score. 2-2. Two, two. Well, yeah, we've all gone for a score draw. Yeah, on Pulisic, yeah, he is really good, isn't he? He just seems a bit lightweight still. He's been in the Prem for, is it a year now? Still, it seems like he needs to just get a bit used to the physicality. But I think ZH is back as well. So ZH, Pulisic, and whoever he goes up top with one or around as well, I think that would be a, a good team. But we'll see if they can click this week. Uh, next up, that brings us on to the last game of the day, and that's Leicester versus Southampton. This is a good game. Like, outside the Liverpool and United match, I think this is the game that will will decide quite a bit for the race for the top four as well, actually. Um, if Leicester can win it, I think, yeah, that, that puts them right in, the, right in the driving seat to get a top four finish and push on for the rest of the season with all their injured players coming back, like Pereira and Ndidi. they still got Soyuncu to come back. Um, but saying that, Southampton, Southampton are really good. <laughs> they just, there's no way, there's no two ways about it. They they uh, beat us the other day, didn't they? With that Danny Ings goal, a lovely, really lovely finish. Actually, I don't think much has been said about that, but that's, I think that's one of the goals of the season. Ball coming over his shoulder, and he's somehow caught it as it's flying away from him and lobbed the keeper. <laughs> like a pretty phenomenal goal. You don't see many like that. Um, but Southampton, yeah, Hasselhoff's got them playing really well. They press well, they pass well, they don't just launch it. They they all work for each other, and yeah, they got players who can score goals. Like they they need to kick on now. I think they if they want to like challenge for a European spot, I think they might be a little bit short come the end of the season. But these are the sort of games they got to pick up points if they want to be in that conversation. Um, I can see it being goals. I don't know which way to go. I'm I'm leaning 2-1 to either team, but I do like Leicester. I'm going to go for a Leicester 2-1. 2 well. Um, how do you feel this one will go? Um, I've got it down as a 1-1 draw. Uh, both teams, um, as you said, playing really well. Um, I think Southampton, the 1-0 win against Liverpool, I think it was a massive result. I think you saw it by the reaction of the manager at the full-time whistle, although I have a feeling that had more to do with stuff going off, on off the field. I think he had COVID problems, maybe uh, family yeah. members contracted it and things like that. But uh, you, can, like I say, team plays uh, for each other. Uh, they're really good, solid unit. I think Romeo's out. I'm uh, not sure if he's back. I think he works really well in midfield with uh, Ward-Prowse. Uh, I just... Leicester seem better away from home when the onus is on the other team. Uh, so, being at home, I think where that's taken away from them and they can't hit teams on the counter as much, I don't think they will be the ones to take the game. I think it is going to be a 1-1 draw. 
Yeah, fair enough. I think Vestergaard is still out with Southampton, isn't he? And I'm not sure about Ings. On the fantasy football, they've got 25% yeah. chance so, of playing. Danny Ings had COVID. Um, the Southampton manager's come out and said he could potentially have been infectious when he scored that goal against Liverpool. Um, oh, well, apparently, apparently, he's finished, <laughs> finishing or finished his uh, isolation period, which seems a bit strange considering... He was available against Liverpool and is now nearly back already. Um, but, yeah, so I'm not sure if, if Danny Ings is going to be fit or not. I think that's a massive uh, contributor to this game. If he is, you can see Southampton having probably a really good chance and it being quite equal. But without him, I think they do lack a um, bit of killer instinct up front. Trey Adams works really well, but he doesn't seem to take his chances as well as Danny Ings. There's not many strikers about that do, to be fair. Uh, I think Leicester... I think Leicester will be too strong for Southampton. <clears throat> um, just think that Leicester have got all their uh, injured uh, players returning as well. Uh, on Siontri and Pereira, I think Brendan Rodgers said they're uh, in contention for selection. And they've been missing, obviously, them two in DD. Um, quite a few names, really, when you go through how they've started the, t- the uh, season with all the names that are out. So, they obviously, Madison was out. He's back. He looks like he's on form again. So, I, I fancy Leicester to edge this one 2-1. I think it will be a tight contest, um, but I think Vardy will come up, will, will, will be the difference. Um, but, yeah, this is another, another really good game to watch this weekend. Yeah, fair enough. I think, yeah, the Ings news is big. I didn't know he had COVID during the game when he played against Liverpool. I think uh, we should scrap that result, to be honest, and give us the free points. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're talking about the, the old COVID, uh, obviously, to point out, Villa versus Everton's cancelled this weekend, but they've had their games kind of rescheduled for next week. They, they're playing Man City at the Etihad on Wednesday, and then they play on the FA Cup weekend versus Newcastle. So they have got a double game week on the fantasy football as well, just just for a listener's uh, benefit. Um, let's move on to the next game, which is the, lo- the last game of game week 19, which is Arsenal versus Newcastle. They just played out a nil-nil draw in the FA Cup, which Arsenal won in extra time convincingly. But let's start off with yeah. Arsenal, I guess. I think, uh, skipped, I think you've skipped a few games now, or have I wrote them down wrong? I have, yes, I have. Le- uh, oh, yeah. Sheffield Sunday United, game. Uh, City, Palace and Liverpool United. Yeah, let me start that again, because that was meant to be Sunday, yeah. All right, that brings us on to Sunday's fixtures. We've got three games, and the first one is Sheffield United versus Spurs. Sheffield United with their first win of the season. Um, yeah, they got finally got their win after, I think, first win in six months. Um, 18 games now, one win, but they still sit on the table with only five points and only scored nine goals, so one in two. Uh, they needed everything to go their way as well, let's face it, against Newcastle. They Newcastle got an early red card and the penalty, so they um, they were kind of given the three points there by Newcastle. Um, but yeah, they, they had to score the penalty and they held on. Fairly comfortably in the end, I think. Wilson should have scored before Sheffield United's goal. But I guess that's football for you. If you miss your chance, you get punished. Spurs, on the other hand, 
going through a bit of mixed form now. One win in their last five after topping the league early on. Uh, Mourinho's doing typical Mourinho things, going one nil up and parking the bus. I think it's a bit ridiculous, really. One nil up against Fulham. Probably should have made it two, possibly even three in that first half. But the second half, Fulham came right back into it. So I, it's hard to predict this game. It obviously looks like an easy, an easy one for Tottenham, and it should be if Mourinho just lets them bloody play football. But he tends not to. <laughs> and Sheffield United will try and dig deep and keep it tight. Uh, I'm going I'm to go to Tottenham to wedge it. 1-0 win. Nothing too exciting. What about you guys? How, uh, what, do you, what do you think? I've got um, Spurs down for a 2-0 win. Um, and you're right. It, I think it all depends on the mentality of the manager. And we know, realistically... That's not going to change. Mourinho is setting his ways. It's not all of a gun, all of a sudden going to change how he sets his team up and lets them play. Um, I felt it was an opportunity missed. The day was all over Fulham in the first half of that game. Um, he had Sissoko out on the right, even though he had three central midfielders. When you've got wingers like they have, and that's what it was screaming out for that game, uh, you could see Fulham were struggling to deal with balls into the box, get Bergwijn on, Mora on, on the Even right. Gareth Bale. <laughs> Gareth Bale, I think he was busy on the golf course, to be fair, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, get a winger on. Um, and they could, it was two points dropped. Uh, and I think it was just so silly. And they've been caught out by it so many times already this season. Uh, and I'm just... Surprised. I don't know if surprise is the right word, but he still is adamant that he's going to carry on playing this way, even though he's been caught out by it so many times. Leading, shutting up shop, then the team getting a late equaliser or getting an equaliser at some point in the game. But it happened uh, while he was at United as well. So I said, I've seen it firsthand. Uh, and yeah, it keeps happening. And I think the back. Sorry, I think about a month ago we were saying um, one goal at the moment in this league doesn't guarantee you the points. It seems like if you don't get more, if you don't get two goals or more, you can't really guarantee uh, a win at the moment in this league. Uh, it's changed a little bit lately, I think, because of the amount of games uh, players are playing, uh, teams are playing, sorry. Uh, but I've got... Spurs 2-0. I think they'll just have too much for Sheffield United. I think uh, Sheffield United won their last game, but oh, terrible run of form. Uh, yeah. Probably destined to finish the league on the lowest point total since I think it was Derby, was it? Yeah, I think when so. When they got relegated. Yeah, so, yeah, Spurs 2-0. Harry Kane and Son. <laughs> the usual duo. I, I, I'm going with the same scoreline as two on there. 2-0 Spurs. I think Sheffield United versus Newcastle uh, was the worst game of football in a long time. Um, as you said, Kieran, Sheffield United didn't really win the game. They sort of handed it to them with a uh, red card, silly, silly red card in the first half. And then they still couldn't score. They brought on all their strikers and they needed the penalty in the end because they weren't looking like they were going to get a goal any other way, which is pretty shocking. 
having a whole half against 10 men and still not looking like scoring. So I can't see them scoring against Spurs. And I think Spurs, I think actually Spurs will have a good go at them. I, I see Sheffield United just camping in there and trying to um, offer something on the counter-attack, but I'm not sure they've got the quality of players in attack to actually do that and be successful against Spurs. But yeah, going back to the point you said about Jose with the 1-0 and shutting up shop, I don't think Tottenham are, as, are good enough to do that. Just simple as that. They're not the superior team in the league where you can then keep it tight and you've got so much quality going forward that you will definitely score. You know, at Chelsea, he had the quality defence, but I wouldn't say Tottenham have that, a defence that's known for clean sheets after clean sheets. So I think it was a carbon copy of um, Spurs Palace game where they were 1-0 up and it was just a waiting game of Palace equalising and it happened. Exactly the same thing against Fulham. So, yeah, but I think this will be a different scenario. I can't see Sheffield United getting much and I can see it being a pretty routine win for Spurs 2-0. And I'm going to go with Kane at the double. Uh, the game at 4.30 on Sunday is Liverpool-Man United. We spoke about that. I won't speak about it again, although probably could. We've got our prediction for that. Um, I think, yeah, game of the week. Probably game of the month, really. Um the evening game on Sunday is Man City versus Crystal Palace. Man City are quietly going about their business now, up into third spot, four wins in a row. They're four points off United with a game in hand. So if they win that, they're just the one point behind. And yeah, decent fixture here versus Palace, I think. Palace was stubborn against Arsenal. Potentially the better team. Created a few more chances then and hit the woodwork. But um, I think I think they'll struggle at the Etihad. I, I know they had the they had the winner, didn't they? A couple of years back now, when Andros Townsend had that rocket and they smashed Man City. But I think three, two. three was it three two or three one? Three, three, three two. two, three two. I think. Yeah, I think I don't think it's going to be the same this time around. I think Man City's defense is is superior. It's the best in the league at the minute. And I see that continuing. I'm going to go with a comfortable Man City 3-0 win. And shout out to Raheem Sterling. Shame on you for missing that penalty. Why are you even taking it, mate? That penalty was a baffling decision. I, uh, it baffled me how it took Pep so long to stumble across the man with the best technique in the team who can hit a ball so well. KDB not taking them in the first place. Every other player stepped up first, missed, and it's like, oh, we'll let De Bruyne have a go then. Um, and then he starts scoring them, obviously in Aguero's absence. And then he wins one and Sterling takes it, <laughs> which, okay, it was in the 90 whatever minute. It didn't really affect the outcome, but it's just baffling really why KDB isn't on, on every single set piece going, to be honest. He's just technically so gifted um he hits the ball so well and so accurate even when he's shooting from open players you know, he picks a spot and he usually hits it so yeah that, that that threw me that bit but back to this game i can't i can't see anything other than a convincing city win i think uh, you asked two hours earlier whether any teams he had sort of caught his eye and for me city are in their stride now they're probably a fully a a fully fit Liverpool squad and City are the only teams in the league, in my opinion, that can just go on these long runs where 
you can't see them being beat. And they've got some on paper comfortable fixtures. A nice little run for them. Started in the last game that they won. And I I really think it will continue now. And I'm going with a comfortable three one win for City. Uh, late consolation maybe for Palace at most. And yeah, I think it will just be usual candidates, KDB. Um providing and possibly scoring. And yeah, the Mareses, Foden's, Bernardo Silva's all contributing in what should be a one-way traffic, really. Tuel, how do you see this one going, mate? Yeah, pretty much the same as you guys. I've got it down as 3-0 as well. Um, not much more to add than what you guys have already said about City. They're in their stride. Uh, they are the form team of the league, uh, along with United. Uh, possibly, I'd put them down as the favourites uh, for the league anyway, although we're top at the moment, I think longer it goes on, there's, there is a chance that we fall off. Whereas with City, they know how uh, they know how to win the league. Um, so, yeah, uh, convincing 3-0 City win. Fair enough. Yeah, City are short price favourites for the league now. I think they're close to 8-11, to 11, heavy odds on. Um, let's go on to the Monday game. It is a double game week, but technically this is the last round of the... The first set of games, really, if, if I can say it like that. It sees uh, Arsenal host Newcastle. A poor draw versus them in the FA Cup by Arsenal. Poor draw versus Crystal Palace. And I'm going to go for a poor draw again. Uh, I'm going to go nil-nil. Newcastle, I don't think, are very good at all. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but they started off the season scoring a few goals, at least, with Callum Wilson. But since the coronavirus has hit them, it looks like it's hit them hard. They're lacking energy. They're lacking ideas. And, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to pick up too many more points in the next few games unless they, they change their ideas. Arsenal, on the other hand, yeah, struggling for goals. So I can't see too much changing in the, in the space of a week. See, I see this as a comfortable Arsenal win. And just for the simple reason, you don't have to be very good to beat Newcastle. Uh, I think to sum Newcastle up, it's never a surprise when they lose, but probably a bit of a surprise when they take three points. I think they've just been quite awful and no surprise they find themselves um, firmly in the relegation scrap now, especially with Fulham improving considerably. I think they've, they've got a fight on their hands this year. Uh, I'm not sure how much of the COVID situation has affected them. But against Sheffield United, I mean, when it was 11 against 11, they just, they didn't even, they just sat back against Sheffield United, who, you know, are yet to win a game and didn't look like they had any idea or, you know, any tactics in how to break them down either. So it's quite a poor performance uh, there. And I can't, I just can't see them improving much over the course of the season. They'll nick the odd win, I'm sure, to surprise me here and there, but I think they really find themselves in, in danger and Bruce is probably a little bit fearful of his job, I'd say. So I'm going for a convincing win from Arsenal, 2-0. Nothing special, but just get the job done against a very poor Newcastle team. Yeah, fair enough. Too well. Any prediction on this? Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of, I just want to touch on Newcastle first. Uh, they're slipping down the table rapidly. Uh, I think the one massive miss they've had um, is 
Sam Maximan. Uh, I think he's a quality player, um, unpredictable, can make something happen. And I think in a team like Newcastle, they really need that where their plays terrible. Uh, when you've got a player like that, that can make something out of nothing. It's um, priceless. Uh, but I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. Uh, been out for quite a while now. No surprise that since he's been out, they've started losing games, dropping points everywhere. Um Arsenal, I don't know. They've had a couple of wins, but whenever I've seen them, they've looked awful in the final third. Uh, no ideas, lack of creativity. So it's a difficult one. And Newcastle are a bit of a bogey team for Arsenal. Um, a lot of teams are bogey teams for Arsenal. Uh, but, yeah, not, I wouldn't be surprised with a draw. Uh, really wouldn't be surprised with a 1-1 draw. Yeah, Wilson has got quality. He's definitely got quality, but they struggle to get that far up the pitch to get him active, really, don't they? Yeah. But anyway, let's move on to uh, fantasy football. It's uh, oh, it's big for the fantasy football managers out there. The last game week, we saw a lot of managers use their free hit to get as many uh, Man United, Man City and Tottenham players in. And some people chose Arsenal players. Um, this week, double game week. Oh, some juice in there. You've got Man City, you've got two games. They've got Crystal Palace and they've got Aston Villa. You've got Liverpool at home, two games. You've got Matt against Man United and Burnley. So you might want to get some attacking players in there. Leicester, two home games. Southampton, but they're playing Chelsea. So not the easiest of games. Who else have got a reasonable run of games? Villa got two, but away against Man City. Um, Newcastle should pick up some points against Newcastle. But any, any, uh, who are you guys banking on in your fantasy teams? Who are you bringing in? Are you using what your wild card? Yeah, I'm, um, I was lucky enough, uh, that I was looking forward to game week 18 to use my free hit to then leave, uh, my wild card free for this week. So, uh, it's something I'd planned. Uh, I know some people got caught out and ended up using their wild card in game week 18. So, uh, tough shit <laughs> to you guys. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, in terms of wildcard and players to pick in, I think it makes it a little bit tastier, the fact that the teams that have got the double game week, their first game or second game uh, is a difficult one. For example, your Salas, uh, you're playing Man United then you're playing Burnley. So it's a little bit difficult. Same vice versa with United. You've got Liverpool first, then you've got, uh, on paper, slightly more comfortable game against Fulham. Um, But I'll be looking at getting Man City players in. Um, And maybe Kevin De Bruyne might be worth uh, using your uh, triple captain on him if you're not using a wild card. Uh, If you are having to use the wild card to get Man City players in, then obviously that you won't be able to use your triple captain but even then that should be points in the bag yeah another another team I'm looking at is uh, West Ham they're home against Burnley then they're home against West Brom I see it as two wins and potentially two clean sheets yeah I was just looking at that I was thinking West Ham two games but I wouldn't rely on goals as such so the clean couple of their defenders could be the way to go Um, Chelsea maybe they're playing Fulham and Leicester. Although they won't be easy ties, they could be ones that um, involve quite a few goals. So 
if you can uh, read Lampard's mind into who he's going to pick up in the well in the attacking positions, you might get some uh, juicy points returns. As Tuchel said, City two home games as well against um, Palace and Villa. So yeah, you've got to fancy them to chuck up some points there. Um, apart from that, I'd say nothing too amazing. Obviously, Liverpool as Tuchel said as well, two games and United. But yeah, I'd, I'd stick with um, City as the uh, ultimate choice here for players, and then going on to sort of Chelsea and a couple of West Ham defenders, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's, even though it is a double game, there are some big hard fixtures in there. So, so yeah, fantasy managers, um, yeah, beware of just chucking random players in that could have two games. You got to look who they're playing, and potentially you got to look at the week after as well because it's a. Uh, it's another hard one where you got Spurs versus Liverpool, so so yeah, you, it's a it's a tough one if you chuck in Liverpool. Too many Liverpool players. If they don't have a good game versus Man United, they might struggle against Tottenham too. So guys, give us your captain. I've not decided yet if I'm going to be using my wild card. Uh, I think I've managed to save up two free transfers, uh, so not entirely sure how to play it. But if I if I can get uh, De Bruyne into my team without using the wild card, um, then he's my captain. Uh, if I have to use my wild card, I'll probably go with Fernandez. Uh, just won his fourth Premier League Player of the Month, first player to win it in what uh, four in one year. Thought I'd just drop that in there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. can't look. He's he makes the team tick. He's usually in the centre of uh, all the good stuff. Goals, assists, uh, penalties. So. <laughs> so you're going KDB as your captain's choice, if not Bruno? Yes. Fair enough. Rose, who, who, who you got as captain? Yeah, KDB. Um, yeah, I won't be changing that. Two home games. I'd be surprised if he rotated him, but I wouldn't be surprised as well if he only played one of them and everyone's a bit upset. But I'm going to take the risk um, that he will play. He's the best player. So, yeah, Kevin De Bruyne. Fair enough. So, you two going the same. I'm going a bit left field this week, guys. Usually, you know me on this show. I'm Salah every week. Salah's got a double game week, but I think I'm going to resist. I'm going to take a gamble. I'm going to take a gamble with Mikel Antonio. Hallers in Ajax scoring goals over there. Double game week for West Ham. Two home games against Burnley and West Brom. I can see him scoring two goals at least. So that's that's my pick. So so that's it from this week's episode, guys. Obviously, Man United versus Liverpool dominating the weekend, dominating most football-related media out there. And yeah, I think everyone's looking forward to it. It's a it could it could become a massive one. If I have a team win, it's pretty massive. If it's a draw, I think it doesn't change too much for the rest of the season. But anyway, Tuel, thank you very much for joining us. It is a pleasure having you on. First Man United fan, right at a good time as well. Roshan, good stuff again. Uh, thank you, guys. And everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to check out the website and our Instagram, insideforward.co.uk. Have a good weekend. Yeah, and no, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, been good fun. Uh, now just looking to the match and hopefully uh, be on again uh, just about when we're about to win the league. <laughs>
yeah thanks for listening guys um hope you enjoy all the weekend's football there's plenty of it and catch you all soon <laughs>